Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have Yanis and Rob. How are you doing, Yanis? I am fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, I don't want to say anything about this game week yet because we are. it's not over. Indeed. Although when we ex- when we're expecting something to improve, then that doesn't happen. So no, <laughs> I might start moaning just to turn my luck. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I haven't moaned for some time, so maybe it helps. Okay, your jinxing has been, you know, our jinxing has been exceptionally good. Spot on. Yes, absolutely spot on this week. After delivering you a, a detailed report of why Fernandez isn't going to score points, Fernandez goes and scores points. Ten of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, not even a small, you know, he, he gets double digits. So do we feel stupid? I don't think I don't think I do, even though we were effectively reading out the stats, and I've seen a lot of FPL community players who transferred out Bruno for uh, KDB. And in fairness, the KDB move could still work for quite a lot of people because he is likely to start midweek against Southampton. And if he gets a goal and an assist, he's going to match Bruno's 10 points. So, yeah, Bruno... Yeah, but for him, it's not over. That's what you mean. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I Bruno agree. proved us all wrong because, of, <clears throat> you know, he's on penalties. Um, Man United win. The, you know, the penalty taker in the team that wins the most penalties in the game is always going to be a threat to score points. So we got Do you lucky. remember, I, I note, I, I read a tweet the other day uh, do you remember the beginning of the season? We were all saying, oh, get the players, the penalty takers. Yeah. And what? where have we come now to? Like, <laughs> we've forgotten about that. Look, and we're even selling Bruno. We got rid his... of Salah and we kept Bruno yeah. this week <laughs> through a fluke. And we think ourselves lucky because of that, right? I mean, I have to be honest, I only kept Bruno because of the West Ham game and kind of like because of the tradition, the first round, he came in as a sub, second half. Yeah. And hold, I think. So I Don't said, yeah, let, let me just let me just hold him for that. And plus, I've, I've gained some money from his uh, his price going up. Uh, so I didn't want to waste that. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't a crucial. I wanted to to do a KDB move mm-hmm. remember i told you but it needed two transfers so i would take a hit and then i said no i'll just keep him so i just chickened out and finally i i think i have to to trust my weakness a bit yeah. more <laughs> we've got that you know that instinct of you know doing nothing is survival <laughs> doing nothing is more often than not the right thing to do we've now got two transfers in the bag so we've got to do something. So we now don't have that move anymore, which is a bit annoying. But yeah, let's let's move in and go straight in on that Man United Man City game. City created as a quick, lot of as chances. quick as with the penalty. Yeah, exactly. Bang. Yeah, straight away. Uh, City there we are. A lot of chances, but Man United created very high quality chances and dispatched them very well. I wanted to draw attention sure. to Henderson. Henderson's distribution for me is so much better than De Gea's. De Gea's much more defensive in his distribution and much more unwilling to to make bold moves in terms of throwing things out. And Henderson assisted Shaw, pre-assisted Shaw, because he threw it to Shaw, 
when both the City players were pressing, Mares came in off that right flank to press Maguire in the centre-back position. And so rather than like booting it upfield, Henderson noticed that Mares had left Shaw unmarked and that left a massive hole in the Man City right side. So Shaw picked up the ball, <laughs> ran at the defence because there was no one there, you know, just Cancelo who likes to cut inside anyway had a one-two with Rashford very quickly and scored a brilliant finish, in fairness. And, yeah, that was all from the awareness of Henderson for me. I, I agree. And and what I think is quite obvious, uh, we were saying at the beginning of the year of the season that Sheffield United suffers with the injury of, uh, was it O'Connell? Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, missing Henderson. But Ramsdale is a good keeper. He might kind of manage to blend in. It's not about how he is under the post. Yeah. It's how how he leads from behind. It really is. And I think this this is something that you know, Man United has missed. De Gea is really good. Some, I mean, apart from funny mistakes that he makes, which... Let's be honest, most of keepers make. Yeah. He's he's good. He's good. He's made some amazing saves. Reactions. He's, he's fantastic. He's really know. good. He's got that. But his communication is not as good. Mm. And that is true skill and pure quality for, for Henderson because he's very young. And so it's not something that you expect to come from experience. It's natural. Yeah. Which is great because this is only going to improve. I found that Man United's line was a lot higher than I normally see it under De Gea because they knew that Henderson was a little bit... He was there to cover and, and He's control. a little bit more of a sweeper-keeper. Not sweeper-keeper. He's not Manuel Neuer. I'm not making any bold statements. But he is. he's more happy to come a little bit further out and to, to venture off his line a little bit more, which gives Man United the ability to go further up the pitch because they know that those press more. balls won't get through as much. Um, so yeah, that was really, really. He uh, probably reads. I think. I think he reads the game easier yeah. and quicker, mm-hmm. and that allows him and his team to move forward and kind of react easy, easier to yeah. what's happening. So yeah. yeah, I think that this has been a, a great benefit for Man United. The fact that De Gea has to go to Spain. Yeah, is it the same reason as me for his wife's birth? Uh, giving wife's birth. birth yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. I personally think Henderson should have been the first keeper at Man United this season, but Oli is being sensible and not making reactionary moves and not making any drastic moves. But I think Man United would be better off in terms of points this season if Henderson was between the posts. Probably, yeah. But you mentioned the other player that I, we, we need to highlight because he was a kind of a joke at the beginning. Yeah. And it's 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 getting back at us to us not necessarily us personally but the whole community i've been reading about Shaw. the chubby he's left been back. phenomenal <laughs> he's been fantastic he's yeah. been really good yeah. and again i have to admit that i have to give it to ole that he's been persistent and helping him mm. improve and evolve yeah because there were games at the beginning that we were all asking why is he still he even got Tejas in mm. for him yeah they brought him in cool. quite expensive yeah um, I just made a terrible pun without good. even realizing sorry I said they weren't sure but it, yeah sorry we oh. from that 
I, I just sort of like looked at myself in disgust. That's what you were picking up on. Yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Even, it wasn't even a pun. It was just, ah, oh, that's disappointing, man. They got Tayers in. <laughs> now you made because, me think of different ideas. <laughs> because it's a Shaw <laughs> wasn't shoring up the defence. He was making mistakes. He Ollie's been in the club for two and a half seasons now. About two and a half seasons. Mm, yes. And the transformation of Shaw has been consistent over that time. And I do think that Shaw, you know, he, he does look like the player he was at Southampton. He does look like the player that they signed and uh, would be in a good position to be going on the, you know, the plane to European Championship because he should. he's he a should. good, solid left back and he's playing really well. Got a good relationship with Maguire as well. So, you know, I think they're, they're, they play well, play well together. And I thought he was very and good. The fact that there's... That apart from Tilwell, I don't think that you can find a really at that level a good left back. No, I mean he he's nailed on to that as a second left back for the for the team. Exactly, the right backs are are t- a tough choice, especially exactly. with most of them being really bad this year. Yeah, like the good ones Almost performing every, badly, the bad ones performing was, well. Yeah, it, it's it's a very different year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Shaw is. Uh, I'm not going to make a joke. Yeah, Shaw is good <laughs> for Man United and England. <laughs> on on the flip side, looking at Man City's fullbacks, uh, Pep actually made a transfer for Cancelo uh, and brought on Kyle Walker purely because they didn't have the ability to deal with the pace of Man United on the break with Cancelo bombing forwards all the time. So they brought in Walker to have more of a traditional right back because Man United got so much luck through that left flank. Rashford was very happy to follow Cancelo's runs in in field mm. because Rashford wants to be a central striker. Like he's got that sort of central yeah. striker feeling. So he's natural to track those runs and to, you know, be behind Martial or whoever is the striker. And um, yeah, Cancelo didn't have a good game. He was sloppy with some of his passes. He gave away some of the balls, which led to the, I think he gave away the ball that led to the penalty. Yeah, I think it was him. So he was sloppy. And for someone that's been a highlight of this season, it, it wasn't his best game for, for me. So yeah. yeah. Going back to that discussion about um, Bruno to KDB mm-hmm. and if it was a, a good idea. Okay, this is one fixture. This is one game. Mm-hmm. We have to look at the bigger picture. Not necessarily regarding to Bruno, but we've been saying how relentless City has been, how, how amazing they've been. Yeah. They had a very bad game. Yeah. Period. That, that doesn't say much yet. I'm gonna we give, shouldn't really. I'm gonna give Ollie credit and say he really did manage it well. Like they they made traps, passing traps for City because they know that City want to pass out. So they made really specific passing traps on on the left flank around Zinchenko and you know Stones mm. was playing in the right back position because Cancelo gets so far forwards and they made passing traps <laughs> so that they couldn't get out, which was very clever. And when they went one 0 up. It's, it's really easy to manage a game when you were 1-0 up and your main idea, option of the game, your main idea of the game is to defend. But they didn't press. You know, they as soon as they were 1-0 up, they didn't need to press because they had the goals. They just needed to defend. And yeah. they would let City come at them 
And it was very much like the Fulham Liverpool game where they just kept letting them come onto them and they were like, no, we've got this. We can defend against this. And they, it was a very yeah. well-managed performance. I really thought Ollie did a good job and I, I bash him quite a lot. So I feel I need to give him credit for that. And it's, it's these kind of, these two fixtures, it's exactly what you say. They, they look alike yeah. because it's, it was not about time. No matter if they played for 45 minutes more, that wouldn't change. Yeah. It's the, that feeling that you get that it's not like that if they had 10 more minutes, they could have equalized or they could yeah. have done something. They were very comfortable doing what they did. Yeah. And Man City on one side, if I can compare those two games, they didn't necessarily need to change many things. They just said, okay, we accept the fact, we take it, uh, we'll, we'll win next one, we'll yeah. come back. For Liverpool, I don't think that they accepted. They, they have accepted their fate, which is, it's not pleasant. I, you know, I don't have any positive feelings about Liverpool, but it's a bit sad. Mm. It's a bit sad because last year I was so impressed. They were phenomenal. I really enjoyed watching them. And this year, we were saying at the beginning of the year, they might lose this motivation mm-hmm. and this drive. And unfortunately, they not only they've lost it. And of course, there are so many excuses. And I understand. I've got, um, I appreciate all the problems they've been through. But now they're very sad to watch. Looking, looking at I that team. I don't know if there's anything to save about. <laughs> looking at that team, like... I, I know Klopp needed to change something up because he was really unhappy with the results and he thought he needed to give the you know the team a shake. But you look at the team that he put out and it was it was awful. It was one of those teams where you're like, you've got, you know, you've got Trent on the bench, you've got Fabinho on the bench, you've got Mane on the bench. You, you know, he's got half of his best players on the bench. And yes, they've not been performing, but no wonder you go one nil down. This Fulham team are dangerous. Everyone could see this Fulham yeah. team were dangerous. Spurs saw the Fulham team were dangerous. They were very lucky to get a one nil win against them because they had a handball ruled out. So why choose this game to rest and to play Neko Williams, Reese Williams, and Nat Phillips for the first time? You know, you've he's been being very clever and playing the young um the young people in very specific games so he could drill them for a couple of weeks you know a week or two beforehand and they would play that game and they'd know how to defend against that person and then they put them against Fabinho or Henderson and they'd be walked through the game a little bit but to then play both of them against a dangerous Fulham team with fast yeah. players like Lookman um I thought and at that side I mean Lookman was uh, and and Trent was not that bad Trent lately. Came on. it wasn't yeah <laughs> he's been playing so, really well so it's not like kind of a punishment or a bad form that he wants to kind of rest him it didn't it didn't really make sense yeah. on one side I can I the only, I can read it as a how do you call it it's when you a white flag you just give up and you just try new things they've, but I think he underestimated Fulham a lot they've got Champions League midweek so you, you can see that he wanted to rest players for the midweek do you know like you can you know I get that he wanted to rest players but they're 2-0 they're up against Atletico you know I'm very worried about <laughs> this Liverpool team going against Atletico now because since they went 2-0 up against Atletico they've not been playing well um, and yeah, it's just it was. A... Sorry, are they are they playing Atletico? Wasn't it Chelsea that played Atletico? 
Uh, it's Chelsea. Leipzig, sorry. 2 0 up against Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just okay. looked at it. I just I looked at it right in, my, in front of my face. Um, and I was thinking Atletico was the one that caused Giroud. the whole problem last year by. by... Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, for, let's go back to our FBL point of view. Mm hmm. How do, you, how do you find Liverpool assets now? Um, poor. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, but I, even, even if you think about it as rotation prone now, mm -hmm. that's making it even worse. Because if he's resting TAA, let's mm -hmm. say, against Fulham, what tells you that he won't rest the only reliable players that might be still in there? Yeah, I mean, he's resting so Mane, so... You know, he gave Mane a Who's game next? off. So <laughs> Salah next, Firmino next. Firmino, Salah and Mane Apparently, are the if you want. And Robbo and Trent are the ones that you want. But if Trent's getting rested for Leipzig, then, uh, you know, yeah. Robbo's going to get rested. Do you know what I mean? It, it makes it even it, more it doesn't. It doesn't really make sense. And, and because they're not in good form, they've got some good fixtures coming up. Um, but for me, they're not, they're not there... In, in my list so, definitely not in my list if you're a Salah owner right now who would you be looking to get in I know that the City problem is uh, is that everyone has three yeah so it's hard to get to a KDB uh -huh. because you probably have either Gundogan and Sterling and a defender or two defenders and Gundogan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so if you're able to make a double transfer, I would say Gundogan is good. But um, yeah, I've got the same problem with the one that you're pointing out all this time. <laughs> I've got the same problem because I've got Reguillon in my team True. and I cannot get bail. But you don't have Salah. So this this isn't the point. It's not this specifically not, yo, no, your but, team. Um, it's not for my team, but yeah, of course, uh, this might be a problem for anyone who has triple City Spurs, Spurs assets. Yeah. Yes. I mean, for, for Spurs, it's not that probable. I don't think that there are so many. They have three of them. But yeah, Bale is quite remarkable. Is, is he a viable he, FPL option, though? That was the question that was posed in our group chat over the weekend. Uh, what, I think what's your he opinion? Is, he is considered as, as, as a, yeah. Even if it's short term, mm -hmm. he looks very good. And what I really liked with, with Spurs, oh, wait. and it has been happening. I thought it was yeah. someone else that posted the question. It was you that posted the question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I post man. questions to myself. <laughs> well, answer your own question then. There you go. <laughs> no, what I, what I really liked with Spurs, mm -hmm. uh, which so far has been going on with Kane and, and Son, between them two, is how generous they are with giving assists to each other. I really like that in teams. I love it. I love it. And they are teams that do that constantly. Bayern did that a lot. Mm -hmm. They've got these this style of football that someone goes in one one and then just pass it next to, to yeah. the other one. Just they they're not interested in personal gain. It and and it's nice to watch. Mm. So Bale is taking advantage of that. I mean both of his goals, you could say that in other cases Kane could have tried to finish them. 100%. The header was not an easy one no. to finish, but he could have tried. Yeah, he was ducking down and you know, yeah. he put it perfectly across, but he could have... You would uh, yeah, give try it. the other post or something. Exactly. You, you, you've seen players trying to score from that place. Mm. And, uh, and of course, the first one. 
you've seen players trying to finish it from there. Kane, Kane but, would normally finish that, you would say, because he yeah. Spurs is like he's the main striker for Spurs. So I think with Burnley, he did finish right. it from a very, very similar position. Yeah, true. But there was no one in the box. That's why he did it. Exactly. Strawn could have finished the goal yesterday as well. Yeah, he, he could have. But he passed. So this is this is. I mean, have you? You've. Oh, everyone has played um, uh, FIFA or yeah. the uh, yeah, yeah, pro football. It's kind of like those finishes that, you that hate. your opponent hates. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's nice to watch. I think this uh, awareness. I think Spurs are just so lucky to have the quality of players they have. And to have someone like Kane come out of the, the youth academy um, who is so aware, who is so talented and who, who is so intelligent with his play, um, I think they're very, very lucky to have him. And I don't think we're going to see a player like that come out of Spurs Academy for another, you know, 15, 20, 25 years. So yeah, it really is that sort of time now where it's like, we've got to, you know, just be grateful that we've got cash, him. And just enjoy watching him. No, not cash out. Don't say that. <laughs> Get out of the podcast. Go away. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean sell him. But Good. take advantage of, of the fact yes. that those three players are playing together. Indeed. I mean, yeah. it's it's a shame. Um, Bale is reminding us of who he is as a player. Mm-hmm. Uh. And remember what he did when he was alone. Now, because he was alone, mm. if you think about it, the, the players that he had next to him were nowhere that that class of Son or Kane. Peter Crouch, what are you saying? He was great. <laughs> ask him. He will ask about it. <laughs> true, true. So it's, it's really nice to have them. Now, tactically, what I was saying about them passing to each other Mm-hmm. Is that the fact we were saying all this year that Kane likes to play a bit further and deeper, yeah. So he gets more of a vision, and he that's why Son was so good with all the passing that he got. Mm-hmm. So now Bale is also taking advantage of that, yeah. So you might say that apart from yesterday, Kane. I mean, Kane is is cancelling every logic with stats and everything, but I would think that Son and Bale might be more. Uh, prone to score, possible to score rather than Kane. Yeah, because he's always playing them in the right time and place. Exactly. So, so my question is: Bale, uh, an FPL as? Uh, yes, he is. I'm answering. Indeed. For me, I wouldn't go with three. I wouldn't go with three. So three for, attacking, especially now. For me, it's Son or Kane. It's Son or Bale. Yeah. Like, and it, just the way it's working out, because I've had Son for such a long time, his price has gone up so much. Um, I'm I'm more inclined. You're to holding on. The son, um, he does look more tired uh, than Bale. Bale looks fresher, but Bale is also. I mentioned this in the group as well. He he looks like the way it looks like Mourinho has just copied Ancelotti's tactics from the first ten games of Everton season, <laughs> where he puts Hammers out on the right wing. Hammers has a beautiful like left foot, so he sweeps the ball across to the onrushing left back in Luka Dinya. Luka Dinya then crosses it in and Calvert-Lewin gets the goal or somewhere along those lines. But yeah. Bale made that sweeping pass from right to left so many times for Reguillon and Reguillon looked dangerous as well. He had a good shot on... Oh, and that goal, wasn't that target. amazing? Which that one? Before the cross on Kane's... Uh, on Bale's second goal. Yeah. The header. The yeah, headers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that that lovely pass it makes it so simple it's, it's beautiful joy. it's beautiful it which does now, mean picture wise he might be the assister oh, yeah. of the assist that's also <laughs> something we can consider but he also wants to get into the box and get that ball in the back of the net so i think bale is similar quality to hammers but he's also going to get into the box and he plays as a false foot, nine very often six foot two six foot three. He's, a, he's a big guy so he's you know yeah pretty lethal in the box he's got number nine on the back of his shirt and he he definitely could play there in that position <laughs> From 31, we're thinking of wildcarding yeah. uh, as a league. <laughs> we're, we're brainwashing the league members to wildcard. I'm happy with that. <laughs> so fixtures are starting not very nicely because it's Man United and Everton. Yeah. And then 33, they blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's a quite a, a, a really nice run mm-hmm. with Sheffield, United, Leeds, Wolves, Villa, Leicester, and Southampton. Yeah. Oh, this sorry, the Southampton one is not scheduled. It's the one that is trying to fit in at some point. It's the 33 one. Yeah. Which could end up in 33. Which could end up, yeah. So it could be double 32 or it could end up in, in 33 um, because they're not in the FA Cup. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how that works. Uh, but the run from the wild card and onwards is mm-hmm. quite good. And I'm saying that because... I think the last time I wildcarded, the run was not good. So mm-hmm. I only got Son. And then I had to make all those difficult decisions to get Kane back in. Yeah. Uh, this time, I'm definitely keeping two Spurs players. Yeah. If I'm going to go for Bale again instead of Son, I don't know yet. Uh-huh. The fact that the, the ownership is so much higher for Son probably will... I will keep him. Just as more of a defensive move. You're right. Like. Yes. And and just enjoy whatever Bale does without getting his points. Yeah. I think that's fair. So yeah, Spurs, Spurs are Spurs are um are having an Arsenal game and then the Villa one in, in the blank in the blank game week. Yeah. And then Newcastle. So if you haven't got two attacking players from Spurs, I think you should think twice. If you have yeah, if you haven't got at least two assets. Anyway, uh, this week's not necessarily the week to get it. Save your transfer, roll it to no. next week and get them in next, get them in for the Villa game because Villa Newcastle looks great. And then on the wild card, reconsider going forwards on a I wild mean, think card. about it. You said Villa Newcastle, mm-hmm. those two fixtures compared to a city player, they've got Leicester. Yeah. So it's much better to have Villa Newcastle rather than one fixture and that being Leicester. Yeah. It's a double- Although it's a home, it's a home game for Leicester. So it's not that good. No, <laughs> it's a double game week for Spurs in effect uh, yeah. over two game weeks. <laughs> and it's, you know, a definite blank. Yeah. It's, it's not great to have those sort of city assets. So I would look at potentially in 29, Sell a city asset for a Spurs asset. I'm selling two city assets on 29. Oh, really? Yeah, because I haven't gained much in price right. on That's the thing. Stones. That's the thing. On Stones and Gundogan. So mm-hmm. both can go. Looking ahead at Wildcard, I've just been looking at rotations for keepers. Uh, and it's been pretty difficult to, to find actually anything from 31 onwards. Um but what I did find that was... I think I was reading something about Martinez and uh, Leno, was it? 
but I'm not I, sure. I haven't got Martin. But it's quite expensive. That's an expensive it's one. It's quite yeah. expensive too. Yeah. I've been looking at the cheapest cheap, and actually Martinez doesn't feature for me purely because he's not got easy. He's not got a good running. Like from now on, his running looks pretty tough. He's got from thirty-two, <clears throat> from thirty-one, he's got Liverpool, Liverpool City. City, then West Brom, fair, Everton, United, Everton. okay, ah. Crystal Palace, okay, Tottenham, Chelsea. So he's got two games that I would probably play him for. That, you know, West Brom and Crystal Palace that I think, you know, these teams don't score very much, but the rest of them I would be benching him for. So, you know, of those seven game weeks or eight game weeks, seven game weeks, um, two, to get two out of Martinez, I wouldn't be worrying that much. However, <laughs> this brings us around to our next point, which is teams to target. So the teams that are in relegation positions and Ramsdale is now 4.6. I've looked, I tried to look at 4.6 and below keepers. Ramsdale and either McCarthy or Fraser Forster, whichever one you think is going to hold the position or whichever one holds the position, you've got, if you get Forster and if Forster holds his position, you've got a 4.6 and a 4 million goalkeeper and their rotation would go West Brom, Palace, Brighton, then in, I think it's 34. But then in 35, you've got Crystal Palace, Fulham, Newcastle, Burnley, which is like a really, you know, you can clearly swap between those two keepers and you're spending 8.6 million on that. Um, Are you still going to be doing that? Always, mate. Always. Keep a rotation. I I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go with one and the rest is going to be a 3.9. Because if you look at Medley <laughs> and Chelsea, for example, Chelsea are defending very well. Crystal Palace, Brighton, yeah. cool. They West haven't got Ham, a good run. That's true. Fulham. You know okay. who I'm going to go with? This is going to be crazy. Originally, I mean, I will change. You know that. But Areola has a, quite a good run. Wolves, Arsenal, blank, Chelsea, Burnley, Southampton, Man United, Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, they, they want to win. They don't need to keep clean sheets. True. So that is not the best. And But he's so cheap. True. And so the money that I gain from a four, it's going to be a, a total of um, 8.4, yeah. is it? Which is quite good. Are you going to have Forster as well? Uh, I could have Forster, yeah. Or you would go with a 3.9? 3.9. I mean, yeah, the 0.1 or 0.2 is not that of a problem. Yeah. But I, I haven't looked at it through. No, it's just a, a thought of the moment. I haven't looked it through. Uh, Pope has got quite good fixtures and I think that Burnley will start feeling this need of getting results Yeah, uh, and they have a Man United, a West Ham and a Liverpool tough fixture out of those last 10 mm-hmm. which is not bad. They've got Newcastle, Man United, Wolves, West Ham Fulham, Leeds, Liverpool, Sheffield United they've got a very good run. Yeah, not bad. And if they're all back and fit with Taylor, me, Lowton, uh, Tarkovsky, everyone playing yeah. properly at their, they might get a good chance of like even four clean sheets out of those fixtures. True. And Pope is is quite reliable on bonus points. Hundred percent saving tiers. Didn't do well. Against, I think uh, that for, Abameyang, he's but... not cheap. He's not cheap. Pop it on Definitely riffs against Abamyang, wasn't it, this weekend? Oh, that was really bad. Yeah, that was really bad. Hector would be unhappy with that. That was you know. Yeah. 
you should have saved that really anyway and um yeah we can we can have a look when we talk about the the, the wild card mm-hmm. we can propose we can have suggestions for that as well yeah but in fair. the meantime in the meantime we have we forgotten yeah we said you said about chelsea this is one thing that if we didn't have the blank 29 mm-hmm. i would really be onto their assets the defensive assets 100% that defense is really really solid they literally are completely built up from defense you know yeah they're not going to score many but defending is going is their top priority and they're doing well i like it it is it is it is uh we've got two fixtures that i mean are we airing tonight are we, when this is going to we'll... probably this evening um, yeah, the Monday evening, um, but most people probably listen to it on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, they've got two fixtures. So to... yeah, the, we we don't have the two fixtures happening Monday evening. Uh-huh. Uh, Chelsea, Everton, and the Leeds, West Ham. Two really really good fixtures. I I I don't know. I don't know what I would predict for either of them. Yeah, they're very balanced. They, it, I could expect anything. So I mean, who... probably Chelsea is a favourite. Between mm-hmm. those two, I can't find a fav- favorite between West Ham and Leeds. Maybe West Ham poses as a more reliable team, but I I could see a two nil or three nil win 100%. for Leeds. Yeah, um, West Ham are higher up the table, but you know they've got two games in hand. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. What about Arsenal? What's your comment? Granite Xhaka is indefensible. You know. <laughs> He, he does that about four times a season. He does an absolutely horrific move. And I get that it's annoying. Arteta is trying to be mini Pep and trying to give like great squad rotation just so that, you know, uh, he shakes things up and keeps things fresh. You know, so he's bringing players like William in and players like that. But play your best team, man. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're playing Burnley. You know, they're not an easy win. Just because Spurs played them and beat them 4-0 doesn't mean you're going to play them and beat them 4-0. We put out our best team. That's why we beat them (laughs) 4-0. Like, playing Granite Jack Jack and making a pass like that, when he sees Wood, he can can see nothing but Wood, and he still hits the ball straight at Wood, and Wood just, you know, guides it into the back of the net. Um, The penalty shout, I personally think... Uh, the reason why this is this is going back. Everyone's moaning about pen, the handballs this this season, but this is going back to the whole giving a penalty in an attacking situation and disallowing goals for handballs in a defensive situation are two completely different things, and the rules are completely different in the way they work. For them to give that penalty, they would have to say that beyond reasonable doubt, the referee who didn't give the penalty because referees aren't giving penalties like that because they expect VAR to save them. Um, for them to give that penalty, they have to prove beyond reasonable doubt that there has been something that has uh, not been seen or not been affected. Yeah. So VAR look at it. They say that what's been seen is that the ball is so close. You know, when the, when it's kicked, it's so close to Peter's arm, Peter's <clears throat> arm that when it hits his arm, he's not got enough time to move. I can see why it's not given because in an attacking yeah. situation, you're not going to get a penalty. You know, VAR's not giving penalties as much for handball anymore because of what happened earlier on in the season. The defensive situation where they're taking away goals for handball is a clear rule. And that's the reason why it's done. And that is going to change on July the 1st. 
Um, and we are going to have that rule change and, and that won't happen necessarily. Um, but yeah, VAR is much more likely to disallow a goal than it is to give a penalty as it stands, which I think is a safer way to use it. I agree. Yeah. Which is why really the Hudson, agree. same as the Hudson-Odoi penalty wasn't given. But people comparing the Fulham handball and the Hudson-Odoi penalty and the Peters penalty, uh, they're comparing two different rules and that doesn't, <laughs> they don't work as a direct comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, and have we forgotten any other quite important games? I mean, the, the relegation battle is very interesting. Wow. And uh, I admire what Parker is doing with Fulham. Yeah. Not just because that that win, but in general, they are very, very good. We've been saying that for a long time. And they only didn't manage to get many points from good performances. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, they joined the long queue of teams that won in Anfield, but they deserved those three points. 100%. Like, be afraid. Do you know, you've got Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Southampton, and I'd argue Crystal Palace as well. <clears throat> they're, they're all... Okay, so then you've got Wolves and Leeds on 35 points. Um but I think Crystal Palace and below all need to just <coughs> get get them points yeah. in the bag. Do you know what I mean? There's no question about it. Get the points in the bag and get home. Palace have got Zaha coming back, which is good. He looked dangerous again against Spurs when he came on. Uh, but Brighton, that match against Leicester, I would have had them down for a win. But Tielemans, yeah. no look pass, Great. smashes it. Oh. So, you know, when Brighton go up, you expect pass. Brighton to defend well. And I've been telling you stats all season saying that Brighton don't concede many <clears throat> chances, but they still concede goals. I mean, Newcastle is really not looking good. Yeah. And um, I don't remember the, the fixtures, if they're promising. They've, or They've got so many players that are out. Villa, Brighton, Tottenham, Burnley, West Ham, Liverpool, yeah. Arsenal, Leicester. They're running uh, from game week 33 onwards is not good. And then the last two yeah. games of the season are Sheffield and Fulham, both of which are going to be in the relegation zone. Uh, yeah, but Sheffield will be down already. But Chris so, Wilder's not going to give him an easy match. No, that, that's true. That's true. So, yeah. I mean, the question is, the question is, is West Brom going to make it to, to challenge them? <laughs> not, is it, not, not if they're going to make it and stay, but if they're going to make it seriously because they're, they're really far away. They're eight points behind. Yeah. And eight points is, is quite a lot. They're, they're eight points from Brighton and, and Fulham. Mm-hmm. So they need to have two, one more team under them. Yeah. To be, um, to stay. So, and they've got, they've got uh, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Southampton, Leicester, Villa. Did I forget the Newcastle? I can't see. The, no, they're not playing in blank one. No, Sorry. not playing in the bank. <clears throat> so yeah, the, it's it's tough for them. It's tough, mm. but at the same time, I wouldn't expect um, them to concede that much. Just looking at <clears throat> looking at the Fulham team, they've not conceded more than more than two goals now since November, when they lost three two. Yeah. Every single game, <clears throat> other than that, they lost two 0 to Man City, and. Uh, 2-1 to Man United and then 2-0 to Leicester 
And every single game other than that, they've conceded naught or one goal. So like their yeah. defence has become an absolute rock. And I've got uh, Tosin Adarabioyo on my bench, who <laughs> got nine or nine points. And uh, I think I'm fair to have him on my bench. But yeah, Jesus, Fulham are defending. Defend- West London now defends. Yeah. Fulham and Chelsea are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a rock. So I think, yeah, Fulham, Fulham sound a very good chance. Once they've got the City game out of the way, Arsenal and Chelsea either side of blank game week 33 and then Man United in 37 and the rest of them are all games that if they keep a clean sheet, they could quite easily win. Um, so I think Fulham assets are quite good. Uh, you know, Adamella Lookman, very cheap. Um, for this run-in, it looks like Scott Parker's got them very well set going forwards. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that now. But I I don't expect them to get relegated. I don't. Yeah, I really don't. I, I think I think they're they're gonna stay. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be Brighton or Newcastle, but I don't think that there's any chance that Fulham is not gonna yeah. stay after the, those remarkable couple of months that they've mm-hmm. been performing really well. It's kind of like a they're at the top top shelf yeah. those last two months. Newcastle, in fairness to them, have been playing better. But the injuries have really shot them. Like losing, yeah. having no front line, losing Callum Wilson, uh, Alison Maximan, and Miguel Amaron, all of which are energetic runners. I mean, Alison Maximan is injured for the entirety of the season anyway. <laughs> you know, he's They've not. Had, they had. They were very unlucky. They had the COVID situation in December, yeah. which also they had players that. I mean, Lachelle's and uh, Maximan were out for some yeah. time. Yeah, they they've been unlucky. We have to give them that. But going forwards, <laughs> if if they don't get the players back soon, I wouldn't be surprised if they are in the relegation zone in the next couple of weeks. Quite soon, yeah. Very, quite don't early. Come out and, of and there until you know the players yeah. start firing again. Yeah. So yeah. We'll see. We'll see. At the minute, I would target Newcastle. So Spurs have Newcastle in thirty. For me, that's the only other captaincy would probably be Bruno against Brighton. But I would be yeah. 100% certain that Kane, Son, maybe Bale would be captaincy for Newcastle in that game. Yeah, good. So, yeah, we, we're waiting for the fixtures tonight and the one City v Southampton. Just quickly, how are you doing uh, the it... points? Oh, yeah, sure. I'm on 53. I'm fairly uh, okay. I'm 48. I have to say... The making decision on the podcast worked. I had Martinez and Johnston, and I wasn't sure which one. And I said on the podcast, let's do Johnston. I'm confident that West Brom are going to get this clean sheet. And they did. And Johnston outscored Martinez by one point. So, yeah, I was really worried when Martinez got the clean sheet. The the saves. Um, And he was robbed. He was robbed. robbed One save. Robbed. And (laughs) robbed. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the, the bonus point exactly so yeah Johnson <clears throat> turned out to be the right pick so I'm very happy with that the only other I got the wrong pick obviously <laughs> yeah you had Ariola on the bench didn't you <laughs> yep oh man pricking Ariola over Martinez would have been absolute I would have mental mad yeah I would have called you mad that way. yeah 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 Kane's done us both well Son got an assist Fernandez got us ten points but the rest of it is just two pointers from. Uh, the city players and one point for you from your captain. 
Yeah. No, two. Two. One oh. that makes two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I've got, I've got and Dallas, Gundogan. Suchek, yeah. and the City players to play again. And you, <laughs> who have you got? I've got the City players, which is, yeah, Diaz, Captain, Stones, and Gundogan. Mm-hmm. I feel that one of them is going to start. Yeah. If it's Diaz, I'm happy with it. Yeah. But I've got at least Bamford, Rafinha, and Suchek today. Yeah. So... You make up some points. Apparently, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm aiming for a big score, a high score game. Yeah. Uh, so that I, I you, you lose your clean sheet. That would yeah. be quite beneficial that's true but we hope Dallas gets an assist or a goal (laughs) for a Rafinha return because I mean he's he's the more differential out of the three yeah just looking at my transfers in in terms of the next game like I want to transfer in a defender right yeah because game week 29 I don't have enough in defense in theory I don't need to I could play a defender that doesn't play and then only have 10 players playing and one of them doesn't play, but I want another yeah. defender. Leeds going forwards up to game week 30, 28, no go. They've got Chelsea, but Fulham and Sheffield United in thir- 29 and 30. Yeah, it's quite good. A teams to look at. The other one is potentially West Ham with Arsenal and Wolves. Arsenal are quite defensive. They might score against West Ham, but Cresswell could potentially get attacking <laughs> returns. And then Wolves, yeah. maybe. The only other with like a good pairing is Fulham maybe with Leeds and Villa. So it's very, yeah, tough. For me, I'm I'm already transferring in. I mean, I didn't hit the button, but I'm getting Dunk because he's got a good pairing now. Yeah. Not 30 because it's United, mm-hmm. but now and 29 is quite good. Yeah. Um, who are they playing with? <laughs> God, is it, is it Southampton, no. Newcastle? Southampton, yeah. Southampton, Newcastle. I mean, sometimes... Some, at some point, Southampton's going to come back. So yeah. they're going to score. And might, most probably against Brighton. But True. still, I think Dunk Dunk is a good choice now for this weekend and 29. Yeah. So... He was the first one on my list uh, last week. But the fact that he doesn't have a good week game in 30, I don't know. Do I need him in 30? Maybe. Maybe I don't. I don't need him. That's why I'm thinking that, of getting him because I'll, I'm going to get Diaz back in his place. So... Yeah. against Leicester I don't mind I'd have Dallas Reggion maybe Arabioyo and then you know whatever players I want to get yeah. yeah that would be a very good option for me too uh, it seems like listening to your transfer advice has getting me through these game weeks uh, after rolling that transfer <laughs> in the last yeah. week so, yeah thanks for that man <laughs> you're welcome at, at one uh, like once I managed to have a positive yeah advice. yeah indeed <laughs> Um, yeah, good. So, we uh, good uh, next two games and three games, sorry. Three. And uh, we'll see you on Friday for the podcast, right? For the yeah, for the next game week for the plans, and for oh, uh, yeah, we can start with a couple of minutes about the three fixtures that we did include. Exactly, excellent, brilliant. Stay safe, guys, and stay tuned. Bye, bye bye. Radio.